Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pitch new movies with loads in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. This week, in the red corner, we're going back to school with the Austrian Oak as Arnie goes undercover as a substitute teacher, completely disguising himself so he's almost unrecognisable, like a human chameleon. From 1990, he becomes Kindergarten Cop. While in the blue corner, another substitute teacher, but this time it's music to our ears as wannabe rock star Dewey Finn is inhabited by actual rock star Jack Black, and he throws out the curriculum and replaces it with power chords and posturing in 2003's School of Rock. Now, more than ever, to be a teacher requires patience, kindness, and understanding. Fortunately, Astoria Elementary has just hired such an individual. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten is like the ocean. You don't want to turn your back on it. Don't worry. Everything is under control. If he doesn't come up with the rent by the end of the week, he's out of here. You wake me up for that? Come on! Dewey Finn would have sold his soul for rock and roll, but nobody was buying. You're an embarrassment. Maybe it's time to give up those dreams. Don't you miss rocking out? You're not a teacher, Ned. You're the cross-dressing incubus from Maggot Death. Dewey, I'm not a satanic sex god anymore. I'm a sub, and soon I'll be a certified teacher. Sure, it's a substitute teacher tussle this week, but which film is better? Let's find out together. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken. Hello, Clash Brothers. I'm the party pooper. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Chris Tilly. And joining us this week for this substitute teacher struggle is the wonderful broadcaster, hard man of rock himself, and the host of the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show, returning for the third part in his trilogy of appearances on the show. How's this for a build-up? It's the one and only Mr. Dave Berry! Hello, Podlers. Hello, Alex. Hey, Chris. Hello, Dave. Great to be here again. Thank you for having me. We've missed you. We've missed you. It's great to be back. uh, How's the world of radio treating you, Mr. Dave? Very good. You know, record listeners this time round. I've heard. So so thank you to... uh, We've not listened to the show. We've you say you've heard. You mean you've heard about the record listeners, but not the actual show. But to those of you who have heard the show, um, thank you very much indeed for tuning in. I tune into the podcast about your record listeners. It's fascinating. It's great. I love it. It's an hour on how record-breaking those listeners are. We're going to do it as bonus material for this edition of the podcast. Um, so, School of Rock, Kindergarten Cop, you have played a hand in these movies, Dave. Why are we doing these movies? Well, we are doing these movies because you very kindly reached out to me and, and said, which movies would you like to do? Because normally when you invite me on in Vicky's absence, so mm. effectively I'm her substitute teacher, <laughs> um, you normally, I know the two of you get together, you have a beer and you think, which shit Arnold Schwarzenegger movie can we make Dave watch this <laughs> Yes! Uh, well, how much of Red Heat did you really want? <laughs> not, not a great deal. Uh, if you listen back to my Dave, your appearance on this podcast, you'll probably figure that out when I go silent for the final hour. Um, it's quite front-loaded, I was. Uh, so I just 
decided to wrestle the responsibility away from you and, and try and lean into a big event in my in my real life, which is that my daughter Evie, who is four, is starting big school wow. um, in September. So that's why we have the double header. We have the clash that we have uh, this time around on a podcast. And I was, to be honest, quite relaxed about my daughter going to school. You know, I've been looking forward to it for her. And then I was forced to watch a double bill of movies involving middle-aged men pretending to be teachers. <laughs> and now I feel really quite anxious about the whole thing, to be You're honest. You're going to be quite suspicious on day one, aren't you? Can I see your credentials? <laughs> that guy's massive. I want to see his CV now. Credentials, please. I mean, it is an odd choice. It is an odd choice yeah. for someone whose daughter is starting school to go, men pretending to work in schools. It's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, right then, so let me tell you a little bit about how this happens. If you're new to the show, first of all, we're going to be doing Kindergarten Cop today, then we're going to do School of Rock on Thursday, at which point we will definitively answer the question, which is the better film. So the clue Chris gave on last week's show was... Um, it, oh, on, oh we're going to have a sub with next week's. A couple of subs. A couple of subs. Yep. Yeah, it was yet. We recorded this yesterday. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it was you a long night. You guys have become really slick since the first appearance here. I can you never really remember this up. We're going to have a couple of subs with next week's episodes. I meant subs, the sandwiches. I forgot that subs could also. Well, I meant them substitutes, but I, it, yeah, it was these, a double meeting with the sandwiches. This is a movie about substitute teachers, not sandwiches teaching no, class. But I forgot that subs could also mean submarines, so I'm guessing we've had a lot of guesses about submarines. Yeah, well, we won't. Don't know because it hasn't gone up on Twitter yet, but we will announce who is our winner on our Twitter where we are at ClashPod. Also, you can check us out on Instagram and TikTok at ClashPod and be in the business for a bit of extra clash of the visual variety, completely free of charge. Why not check out at Clash of the Titles YouTube channel and please do hit subscribe while you're there. Uh, right, the connection section what connects these movies? Uh, Parents being distraught. This will this will cheer you up. <laughs> Parents being distraught upon finding out a teacher is not really a teacher. Mm. Uh, I've got a few pledging allegiance. They both pledge yeah. allegiance. Both films. Uh, both films bizarrely feature sad children called Zach. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah, good. Isn't that weird connection. Good. Is Zach? Is that the one? Because well, I've got bad dads. Is the is the bad yes, dad yes. in kindergarten? Company? Yes. Oh, so wait. Both the bad dads have named their sons <laughs> Zach. Uh, there's a lot of toxic masculinity going on uh, in these films. The, the the gay, the sissy thing. There's a you know, mm. it's we'll get into it in both films. But mm. like you wouldn't you wouldn't do it that way now. Mm. We progressed. We have. Uh, so, any more? Uh, just characters having to smarten up to teach, uh, but then not getting a dressing up montage, which I think Vicky would be very upset about. Yeah. <laughs> She's not here, though. So I know. I mean, I'm, I'm doing not... it for her. Okay, good. You're, you're getting upset on her behalf. Yes. Fine. Done. Fine. All right, then. Right. That is that done. Let's get into this. On Thursday, I'll be attending Horace Green Prep School, which means today Chris has enrolled at Astoria Elementary. Chris takes on a journey. Kindergarten cop is the story of a police officer who goes undercover at a kindergarten to track down an evil drug dealer that turns into an episode of Kids Say the Funniest Things, which is one way of looking at it. Another take is that this is the story of a cop who is so obsessed with an evil drug dealer that he contrives to get himself a job in the town where the villain's wife and son are hiding, then has sex with the wife and raises the son as his own, making it less kindergarten cop and more cuckolder cop. Okay. See what I've done there? Yeah. Wow. Switched it round. Yeah, and it's sort of kindergarten cuck holder. Yeah, it's nearly worked. It, it nearly worked. It nearly It doesn't works. quite work. Dave, when did you first see this movie and did the insane shifts in tone give you whiplash? Well, it's interesting you should say that because you're absolutely spot on, Chris. Um, I first saw this movie on VHS at a 12-year-old's birthday party. I should point out, I was also 12 right. at the time. And um, I watched it, and I mean, even though the, the front cover of the, of the movie, of the DVD, of the video, gives away an element of what's going to be happening here, I wasn't quite ready for, uh, <laughs> you know, the heartstrings <laughs> to attempt to be tugged for the fall about laughing and all the things I did not want from an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Right. This, I think, was that first foray into comedy for right. Arnie. And we were a group of 12-year-olds at somebody's party. And so, so I did, I'd really dislike the film because of that. Uh, but the, the, reason, <laughs> the reason I dislike it even more, the second prong in my attack against Kindergarten Cop is that... And I saw it once when I was 12 and once about two days ago in preparation for your podcast is that the first, like, 15, 20 minutes of it is set up like a perfect Arnie movie. In fact, watching it now, or more recently, you can see that they're really throwing everything at it being an OTT Arnie mm -hmm. movie, obviously so they can have the contrast with what's about to come. So the first 20 minutes of that were all enthralled, and there's... I mean, for a start, you know, 
the bad guy, you just, even now, as an adult, I look, I went, ponytail! <laughs> bad guy ponytail! That right, so you can see the, that oh, hair, My man. goodness me. Wow! Bad guy ponytail! <laughs> and Arnie's got stubble and he's got sunglasses and there's the kind of meeting in the shadows with the informant guy and the guns out and I'm thinking, yes. And then all of a sudden there's that soft piano. <laughs> that music. That music. And then there's the kind of dressed exactly like he's bought all of his clothes from Cotton Traders catalogue. Ask your parents. <laughs> uh, he's, and, and I just wasn't ready for the gear change at the age of 12. So that's when it first entered my life. And it's not, I've not even thought about it since, except for as part of that, Arnie's kind of move into comedy as we'd see Junior and Twins. Mm. Oh, Twins was before, of Twins course. Twins was before, yeah. Just yep. before. And then, and I hadn't watched it until a, a couple of days ago. So that's my history with the movie Kindergarten Cop. I love it, Alex. First watch, never seen this movie. And much like you, Dave, I saw the cover of this and I anticipated a certain kind of movie. And a, a bit like yourself, I was completely unprepared for how fucking nuts this film is. <laughs> it's nuts. I mean, I, when you look at the cover, you're like, this is going to be a knockabout comedy, slapstick, kids do it like... I didn't expect a 20-minute section on food poisoning. That was a surprise. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't expected that plot line. No. Uh, I also, I, I just, ferret... Uh, I'll just oh, say wow. I'll, I'll just say ferret right now. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that. But yeah, this is this is not the movie I thought it was. I thought this was going to be a lot more cheery and less shooting up a bad guy in the middle of a school while he's holding a ferret. Yeah, <laughs> it's we we love having a random rodent on uh, when Dave's here because obviously we had the the, the rat slash mice in Tango and Cash. Jack Palance's Mouse Palace. <laughs> we weren't and now we got Arnie's vengeful ferret. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see it coming. Did no. not see the ferret coming. I watched no. this uh, when I was 13 at the cinema. So this was just when I was allowed to go to the cinema with my friends without my parents. So they'd drop us off, pick us up. Me and my mates watched it. As Alex well knows, I was a right little wet pants when I was a kid. I didn't watch any horror films, any 18 rated movies. And so this was fine for me. I wasn't primed on the hardcore Arnie film. So I, was, I, I got enough from the, okay. the, the action at the beginning. And then I thought the stuff with the kids was entertaining and fun. I don't think that anymore. No. <laughs> no. I don't, what was 13-year-old me thinking? I thought this film was amazing. I'm watching it now thinking, what, what, was, what was that kid enjoying? It's not your fault. It's <laughs> no, not, it's, it's not, not my fault. fault. All right, let's do a little bit of background. So yeah. um, a very little bit, because there's not a lot to say, really. It's a spec script written by a journeyman screenwriter called Murray Salem. Uh, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer's company, Imagine, optioned it, wanted to make it. And then uh, Universal boarded, and they felt like it was the perfect movie to get the twins team back together. So director Ivan Reitman, star Arnold Schwarzenegger, who by this point had decided he wanted to alternate between action, family, action, family, because oh, he I had see. kids. So he, okay. it was sort of a, a plan that he had in his head. And Twins had made a shit ton of money. A lot. I think it, be, isn't it, it became his most profitable movie ever, more than any of his action movies throughout the 80s. Twins was the big yeah, one. And yeah. he, was like, he was like, I'd be surprised. You give me the money. I wouldn't be surprised. But there were some other names in the mix to play the lead in this film, including Danny DeVito. <laughs> I'm Danny DeVito. What, as, as yes. the Schwarzenegger character? Yes. No, as the ferret. <laughs> as all the kids. <laughs> I, I mean, DeVito might have, might have worked. They would have to retool some of it. But I, I imagine the scenes with him and... Because the headmistress is, is practically a dwarf. Mm, and, and, and Darren DeVito is. It just wouldn't work with these sort of child-sized people in a child school, you're not getting yeah. the contrast that, that's the for, main joke of the film. If you want diminutive people in that role, you've got to look Joe Pesci type. You know, Yes! You need, Good job! Oh, you you've just recast that. it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need someone who we are aware that, you know, they can be a menace. Mm. Yes. And you need that transformation, don't you? That's the whole point. That's what it all hangs off. But also that My Cousin Vinny kind of warm sense of humour thing. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Joe Pesci would be great. So this was predicted to be the big hit of the Christmas season in the States. But another film shocked everyone and stole this film's audience. And that was a Joe Pesci movie. Uh, well, it's not My Cousin Vinny. Well, I, oh, Lethal Weapon 2. Home Alone. Oh, of course. So they thought everyone... Because no one had heard... No one knew what Home Alone was. Everyone thought, oh, the Arnie family movie mm -hmm. where he's a yeah. teacher. That's going to be the movie. But Home Alone, yeah, destroyed this film at the box office. Um, but in terms of other people who were up for the role, apparently, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Frightening. Sure. Yeah, a, di a different level of sinister. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Swayze. Too nice. Yeah. Too nice. And I think this one would have worked. Bill Murray. 
I can see Bill Murray yeah, doing this. 100%. Yeah, yeah Bill Murray would. And he's the much, Ghostbusters con- connection. And, and he's much taller yeah. than people think. He's quite an intimidating bloke in real life. Yeah, and, it, it would have been, they would have lent into the kind of dour, sour, kind sarcastic of... Sarcastic nature asshole. of him. Yeah, yeah. that out, I suppose. I think if Patrick Swayze had brought his roadhouse energy to this, it would work. If he'd ripped oh, a throat out. Yeah, throat throat out. <laughs> Why is that guy wearing black leather? <laughs> <laughs> Men have penises, women <laughs> have a... <laughs> what's, what's Sir doing at the pottery wheel? Um, uh, but Arnie was keen. He liked the formula they'd come up with, so it became a go project. Uh, a couple of other screenwriters were brought in to rewrite it. Reitman and Arnie did some tinkering. Uh, they introduced a child abuse uh, subplot, which we'll get to, unfortunately. And um, something else that Arnie was very keen to have in the film, which I'll explain as we go through the film. Shall we talk about the film? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, we're in Los Angeles. We meet Kimball in a shopping mall, sporting stubble, shades and an overcoat. Is that real stubble? What I, is it, that on his no, face? It's, it's, it's disgusting. It well, that was the ferret played two roles in this film. If you look at the end credits, it's Arnie's beard and the actual ferret as well. Because if you put a ferret in your mouth and you sort of tense, the ferret's fur comes out of the pores of your skin. As you're from Leeds, I'll have to take your word for it. Trust me. Any, As a Yorkshireman. Any ferret fact checks, you come to me. It's He looks... He, he looks mad. What is it like? The whole, the whole look doesn't of work. Him, it doesn't he work. Looks, no. He looks like like a, a, a manga character made flesh. He looks like something from Ghost in the Shell. Right. You know the guy with the weird eyes in Ghost in the Shell. He looks nuts. Is He's, he able to? Is he able to stubble? I don't think he is. I'm just trying to think where we've seen him with beards before. Recently, he's had had a beard He's got a beard now in real life, Yeah, yeah, sort of a grey beard. But then... I don't want to start talking out... If I put allegedly, I'll say allegedly. Allegedly, he had a beard transplant because he wasn't able to grow uh, any facial hair whatsoever. Mm. And... um, he went to see a surgeon in Switzerland oh. because he wanted to look more uh, uh, sort of of his age. Oh, he's, surpri- wow. he's surprisingly mm. he's surprisingly red as well. I think the beard here, yep. or sort of, it's very light. It yep. wouldn't be the beard you choose. No, you're not because you can't choose your beard. It's grown out of your face. Like mine is mine is my dark brown everywhere except for two huge silver patches yeah. that I have right here on my chin. Yeah, so you can't choose that. No. Whereas if there was a like a, I imagine he had a row of mannequin heads with different beards on, <laughs> and he said, "I'll have the shit one." Bad one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Have we got someone else who can do an Arnie impression? No, evidently not. <laughs> There's a moment at the start where you go. Oh, I think this movie's going to be a bit weird. Where he pushes past a woman on the escalator and she just goes, shithead. Oh, and yeah. it's never referenced again. It's sort of like, that just happens. It's like, what's that That, that whole opening sequence is odd, though, because it's ponytail, as I yeah. say, there's that. And then there's the whole manicure with his mum. I mean, yeah. the relationship between Crisp. And by the way, why are there not more puns? You've got to <laughs> lean into the Bond-style, you know, way of writing if you've got a villain called Crisp. He doesn't yep. bake him, he doesn't fry him, he doesn't <laughs> do anything with him, does he? He's neither yeah. salt nor vinegar. Take a one. Come on, Alex, I can see you looking up. <laughs> Pack it in. Oh, yeah. amazing. Excellent. Uh, so, yep. yeah, you've introduced Chris, our ponytailed villain. So, um, who is, what's his name? Richard Tyson. Yeah. Who is he? I've never seen him in anything before or since. Oh, I had. Okay. What yeah. was he else? There was a softcore porn film called Two Moon Junction with Sherilyn Fenn. <laughs> oh, my. I'd oh. seen him in that. Oh. What, what was Sherilyn Fenn, or is that just one? <laughs> oh, there? here we go. Oh, Sorry. nice. Sorry, uh, nice. Uh, look, we introduced Cindy as well around now. Yes. Oh, what a tragic character Cindy is. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a strung out couple, and uh, <laughs> the boyfriend is, is meeting Chris to give him some information about his wife and child that he's trying to find. Shit negotiator, Danny. <laughs> he's very, very bad, <laughs> isn't he? He basically goes, uh, Can I have this? No. Can I have less? No. Can I have anything? No. <laughs> can I give live? Me, give me the information. <laughs> can I live? No. He gets shot dead. Uh, and so Kimball then hand, handcuffs Cindy <laughs> yeah. to a dead boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. we, we've talked a lot about police procedure lately, Alex. Yep. Is this allowed? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think this must fall slightly far outside the realms of acceptability. It's like she's traumatised. Her partner is dead. He hang, handcuffs him to her. And it's just, what is he doing? Well, what's also quite, about, about that scene, what's quite interesting is there are literally a million other props around them that he could handcuff her to. <laughs> like, they're, they're next to, I think they're next to a cage and there's a metal pole and there's a couple of it's statues. Another, it's another set of handcuffs waiting, <laughs> like, attached to a bar. <laughs> yep. Yeah, please handcuff people here, sign above it. There's everything and he, and he chooses to do that. But this is, this is where I thought, as a 12-year-old, this is a badass Arnold Short. Schwarzenegger. That's mm. the kind of moves he's going to be making, and you know, and I'm in. Like, that's why I didn't. Do, 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 yeah, do. I didn't see the plinky well, we, plonky. Well, coming, we've got you know? one more badass Arnie because he's soon entering a bar slash club slash house slash den. What is that place? I I, I don't know. 
I want to go there, though. It looks kind of it fun. Well, it, it looks like the kind of place you have frequented many times. <laughs> I swear I've, act, I've had to come and you, pick you up from places rest- like that. You can, call it, you can say rescue. Uh, <laughs> I've, had, I've had to kick down a wire mesh gate to get to that guy before. Don't you worry about that. Actually, yeah. actually it looks like that club in Hackers. That you yeah, like. yeah, it does. I do like that club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did, what does he say to them, though, when he enters the room? I'm Alex? the party pooper. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. Um, yeah, that's become one of his sort of classic lines. Has it? Ish. Well, I've never, I mean, again, this is a first watch for me, so I'm upset at that information. It's not a great line. <laughs> it's not. It's the bit where he sits down next to Cindy and he goes, I like you, Cindy. I'm going to hang out with you till the end of time. Yeah. <laughs> See, I quite like that as a negotiating tool. It's like, I'm in your life. I will not sleep. I will be here next week, next mm. year, for the rest of... And that's what he's doing to Crisp. Yeah. He's, well, yeah. Not only is he in his life, he's stealing his wife and child. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's boring plot stuff. We, 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 maybe Crisp's wife stole $3 million from him. Maybe... Um, is it, it, it good? I'm glad you said a lot of boring. Yeah. I found mm. it really confusing, uh, and I, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't anticipating being confused by it's, a movie it's, called it's, Kindergarten. It's about Cop. whether Cindy will or won't testify against. It's like we don't care. Just get him to the I, school. I, I must admit as well. I was I was felt slightly embarrassed because I was going to have to come to you guys. And even though I watched Kindergarten Cop just 40 hours ago, I was going to say, so what is actually going on? <laughs> no, with the three don't worry. Million we had and, this last week. Why with do they Planet not Terror? know that that he lives? She lives there. I, it doesn't all add no, up. But no. it doesn't matter. We meet O'Hara, um, a high. Hypoglycemic. Who cop. I love. I she's love good. She's good. Very yeah. fun. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, she's big, the big, one. Big role for her, Pamela Reed. Big, <coughs> big, one of her biggest uh, roles. Uh, what? What? What a lovely role. So you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be sweating and shitting and vomiting for the first twenty minutes of this movie. Good luck, have fun. But she's the one going undercover as a teacher. Um, this is also this also. Yeah, is she just... used to be a teacher as well. Yeah. She was a teacher. Yes, yeah. there is some logic to what's happening here. Yeah. Until this is we where get they bring the plot slightly more back on yep. on track. I think with that. Yeah, and so uh, they they have a flight. A kid kicks the chair. Uh, of, of of Kimball on the plane. But I think that sets it up nicely, the yeah. plane trip to Oregon. I think you get that sense of just what short shrift he has yep. for children. And you, you see O'Hara's character, his partner, yeah. kind of saying, look, don't be that guy. Here we go. Which I think they undo by revealing he's got a child. Yeah. I, I'm not entirely happy about him having a child subplot. I just don't think it really works. And no. it sort of makes the ending a bit unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. got this new child. But anyway, yeah, he threatens to snap a child like a pencil on the plane. Um, apparently, Angela Bassett's the woman uh, on the cabin crew. Before, oh, okay. she got, before she got famous, just before. Okay. And then we're in Oregon. Uh, Oregon, which we know uh, this, this town Astoria from the Goonies. This is, really, this is where the Goonies lived. I had a, I have such an affection for that town. Mm. I didn't know why, and it's probably some deep-rooted exactly childhood that. memory. Exactly that. It's You're got the, the landscape and the weather, and I, I just love it's, it. It's there. that ultimate small-town America that we yeah. all sort of fantasise about growing up when we were stuck in England. You're so right. Yeah. As in, you mean they filmed the Goonies in the same town, or Astoria is they're a both shared filmed universe? There. They're both filmed there, and they're both uh, set there. Is it's a real life city. It's an actual place. So all yes, the yes. signs that say Astoria yes, boating a, and all yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, O'Hara keeps vomiting. I, I could do without that. Uh, the ferret is revealed <laughs> yeah. from out of nowhere. Yeah. How Wh- which she- he never names. He loves that ferret. And yeah, I don't think point. at any point he ever says, this is my ferret. Trevor. He never he never does that. <laughs> he just calls it his ferret. Trevor. Yeah. Well, we'll call it Trevor from yeah, now Trevor. on. <laughs> Trevor the ferret. Oh, hi, Trevor. Hi, Trevor. Uh, so she can't do the teaching. So we've got Teacher Kimball, um, and he says they're six-year-olds. How much trouble then can they be? Oh, oh, she tells him to trailer. take his gun. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I wrote that down. I actually really like that bit. Yeah, <laughs> then he meets the headmistress, who knows he's an undercover cop, which I'd forgotten. Is, is this normal? You're, you're about to send uh, Evie to school. Would you be happy about your headmistress bringing an undercover cop into the school? Well, probably not. No. But she, in fairness to the headmistress, I'm conscious of defending her choices here from <laughs> kindergarten cop, but she does, they've swapped resumes, to use the Americanism, so she thinks he has got some yes, experience. experience. I mean, she should be able to go, have Hold you, on. come on now, hey you. But she believes yeah. that he's done what O'Hara has actually done in yes. her real life. Yes, so they explained but, it away. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, he meets the kid. So Arnie isn't as tall as this film makes him out to be. So uh, there's a lad called Adam Wiley, who's one of the kids in this film, who's done a lot of stuff around it in recent years. And he said, yeah, they had him standing on an apple box to talk to them. And that they would, and they would, and then when they were getting the view of the kids, he would, or someone else would hold a shovel up with his face on it <laughs> to get the right angle of where they were looking because actually they were much closer to his face in real life. Okay. Did they put a little ginger beard on the shovel? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I know he'd shave by that point. Uh, he did say uh, that at one point, Arnie, uh, when he met them all, held out his arms and told them all to get climb on and they all climbed on and he just held them all up. Oh, I mean, I... Amazing. Okay. That's cool. Sure. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, to, just to quickly interject, when, when now he's at the school and he's in there, one of the things I love the most is I, I love that, that interplay of the, all the mums on the school run fancying the <laughs> yes. teacher. And I, there's that lovely bit where the kid runs in and he says, are you married? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, no. And he goes to the door and goes, mum, I'm married. <laughs> that's a, that's a really nice uh, that, that lad Adam said that all the mums of the, the real life mums of the kids fancied Richard Tyson, who plays Crisp. Really? Yeah, they all fancied. I think he was a bit of a heartthrob back in the day. Yeah, well, they'd have seen the Sherilyn uh, Fenn movie. Maybe. What's it called again? No, I just asked him for a friend. Two, two Moon Junction. Two Moon Junction. I'll, I'll, te- I'll text you later. <laughs> I was a huge Sherilyn No one likes soft porn. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Do you remember when Channel 5 first launched and that's all they had on Channel 5? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When oh, yeah, I do. 5, no, I do. When Channel 5 first launched, it was like it was like Beverly Hills Bordello, The Red Shoe Diaries. Mm-hmm. Like The minute it hit sort of 10 o'clock at night, 10, it was like literally softcore porn. That was Channel 5's remit. Great, great to be back here. <laughs> <laughs> I always leave here well informed about the world of movies. That's why I come. <laughs> well, um, back to this Danny DeVito fact. Uh, uh, I'll tell you who the best kid is. Fact. The best kid is Lowell, the kid who's obsessed with death, who every time... Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Goes, Did she die? Did they die? <laughs> I want really? more of him. Mm. I want more of him and less of boys have a penis, girls have a vagina kid. <laughs> Although that is what I remember from the film. And it turns out recently all the kids got back together to do a Zoom during during lockdown and Arnie showed up and it, Yahoo put it on. And, and they were all saying that is... That is the line from this movie. The most famous thing about this movie is boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. What and I find that fairly re- depressing. Like, yeah, but they do. Re- I think it's repeated it four times that it's the running yeah. joke of the film, isn't yeah. it? And I probably I mean, did- that's optimistic. The running joke. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the through line. It's the thing we keep. Whenever the laughs, uh, there's a lull in the laughter. Wheel on the kid. Get the kid out. Penis vagina. Um, I, I like the introduction of Penelope Ann Miller. Yeah, so a girl needs the bathroom uh, and Joyce shows up, played she's, by Penelope Ann Miller. She's reprimanding a young boy who punched a girl, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. but the girl intentionally poisoned his hamsters, yeah. and yet he's the one in trouble. Yeah, it's like the wasp factory in that primary school, oh isn't God, it? Yeah. You know, it's crazy what's going on. And that stuck out to me as well, because you think, uh, you know, as I say, one of the reasons we've come to this, and thank you for it, is because my daughter's going to school for the first time, and, you know, if Evie came home and said, I, I punched a boy, and I'd be like, well, that's, you know, despicable, hate that violence, how dare, you know, but, but he killed the hamster. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, well, this goes. Yes. This is this is bigger than me. Yeah, you need, you, you. This is bigger than my humble yeah. parenting skills. Yeah. You know, you needed to punch him more. Yeah, I'm going to come back and we're going into school now. We're going to have a, a bigger conversation. This yeah. this escalated fast. He did yeah. what? You didn't anger him, did you? I mean, did he know? Does he know it's you? What? Yeah, I mean, goodness me. So there's more carnage in this class. Uh, screaming. He shouts, "Shut up!" And they all start crying. Uh, so to solve that problem. He gets a ferret. Yep. There Trevor. were nine. There were nine. Fer- Trevor the ferret. There were nine ferrets used in this film. All had different talents. Go on. I don't know what they are. I just know that they all had different talents. I don't know what nine different ferret talents are. What a wonderful bit of trivia. Nine. I've got more of them. Uh, <laughs> Wait until we get. Well, there be oh, the oh, Do you really want one? a good one? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to say it. Uh, when they're given milk uh, cartons, uh, it's not milk in them. It's water. Adam Wiley's told me so much about this film. They're making wow. this movie. <laughs> Sorry. Um, wow. Who's wow. Adam Wiley? He's the actor kid who I've got a lot of quotes from who now talks about... Kind- he's got a TikTok channel where he talks about Kindergarten Cop and his memories of making it. Wow. He oh. gets one line in the movie where at the end I think he says he's not dead about Kimball and that was it. Right. 
So not even one of the big kids, not not even a major player. Well, he's quite annoyed. He he auditioned for Dominic, the main kid, mm. but then uh, they gave the part to twins rather than a single kid because it's easier for child labour laws. You can spot the twins as well. Well, there's one one twin up the tower, the other twins in the bed after the rescue. But also they twin, yeah, and they have different voices. So obviously one of the Dominic sounds Hello, like he's... Oh, you're the teacher now. <laughs> <laughs> you're my wife now. Hello, oh. Mister Kimball. <laughs> we might have to dub the second kid. <laughs> I like your friend. Hello. <laughs> so yeah, only only one of the actors. Why smoked. don't you just shut up? You're always. A- <laughs> I'm not always embarrassing you. Uh, you are always embarrassing the us. Penis and a vagina. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sorry. So he auditioned for that, but he's not a twin. He's not. If a you're twin. gonna not get, if you're not gonna get a part, you know, we've auditioned for stuff over the years. If they said you've not got this show because you're not a twin, well, you just got. Yeah, you don't. But you don't. Take, you, you leave. You don't. You don't accept some piss. And then and then you come back role. and pretend you're your own twin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sound like you smoke 20 a day <laughs> so uh, one of the greatest lines uh, not just in this movie probably in the history of cinema uh, mm-hmm. is uttered by Penelope Ann Miller here where she goes you know kindergarten is like the ocean you don't want to turn your back on it <laughs> said no one ever yeah. what on earth I bet the screenwriter that, that day was well proud of himself <laughs> yeah. I've got some poetry in kindergarten cop <laughs> Um, the other thing to, to note about all of this is that, um, you know, as the parent of a, a four, soon to be five year old, um, those kids, they veer wildly around the age of six. Mm. I mean, some of those kids, for yes. cute factor of four, yep. maybe three. And there's other kids in there who are probably in their mid teens. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's no way there's a uniform six. No, no. no. <laughs> Bypassing child labour laws, I'm imagining. Yeah, that was he can do the, one more hour. Yeah. The a, twins were born five years <laughs> apart. <laughs> a, that was a hell of a labour. Uh, first one, re- easy. Favourite. Not my favourite. Five years I was in hospital. I, I find it difficult to love you. <laughs> so does my survey. Uh, uh, there's a wonderful line later on with a head teacher uh, when uh, Chris turns up at the school and he's talking about his kid and he's like he's like yeah he, uh, he's six years old and he, and he can read she's like he can read at six and I'm watching it going the fuck yes yeah yeah, 100%. yeah. kids can read at six quite and a lot she makes out like this is some sort of yeah. super child oh, yeah, clock that. yeah that's she weird the head teacher yeah. of a school she she needs she needs but to, that's she, how I think that's how you sorry Al that's how you must I mean I should have thought that when I first met the head of Evie's school I should have like tripped, called him <laughs> Evie's four and she can walk. <laughs> and if she goes, oh my God, really? That's amazing. I know this is not the school for us. She's eating solid. Um, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with some of the weirdest stuff in this film. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So we're back. So uh, the mothers reckon uh, Kimball must be gay because he's a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. That hasn't aged well. And then he meets no. Sylvester's mother, Gillian, played by Kathy Moriarty, who's, uh, who's unhappy because her son's obsessed with dolls. Oh, uh, but Kim- unfortunate Kimball thing, makes her it? feel better because he's using them to look up girls' skirts. Yeah. So that's a relief. That's fine. Absolutely oh, fine. that's awful, isn't it? Yeah, just oh, yeah. bad. Just the, the wrong message uh, twice in about five minutes. Mm. But um, hey. It makes you glad that the world has. Yes, we've moved in on. In the main movement on when you see things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, things have got better. Um, so there's a kid who's eating other people's lunches and spits it on the floor. So I think we've got some fat shame in here. Uh, it's not ideal. Um, kid with a headache. Famous line from Arnie. What's that now? It's not a tumour. Not a tumour. 
Oh yeah, that became one of his famous lines. Did People it? said that to him all the time. It's not a tumor. There we go. Right. I, need oh, yeah. to, I need you. I need you. I need you in these sure, moments, sure, Alex. Sure, Don't yeah. make me do I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for you. Yeah, uh, I like the game that he plays with the kids. I mean, it's not. It's not the cleverest. Um, Who's your daddy? <laughs> right. Who's your daddy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> it's like, right, really undercover. Uh, but the good answer from the kid is he's probably a wrestler. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Who's your daddy? <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> well, that leads into one of the, the best scenes of the of the whole movie is that, as you say, kids say the funniest things. Mm. Talking head bits. I mean, it almost, unfortunately, looks like they shot it on completely different film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It really looks like they kind of shot it afterwards and then edited it in from some home video footage yeah. and where they decided to place the, the person asking the question and stuff it's weirdly played it's almost like suddenly a TV director came in and yeah. did that bit of the movie exactly. however the answers and stuff are, are genuine there's some real funny stuff in yeah there. I mean some weird stuff talking about your dad being a sex machine or your dad looking at vaginas all day long I, that was real that girl was talking about her own dad oh, okay yep. fine Kids do say the funny They do. Things. They really do. That's why we like yeah. them. Yeah. Um, yeah, some, yeah, funny stuff there. Fire alarm. We're setting stuff up with the fire alarm for later. Um, and then there's this weird dinner sequence <laughs> where uh, O'Hara pretends to be Kimball's Austrian yeah. sister uh, so we can hook up with a, another teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want... To start with the spicy chicken things. It's great. Her Austrian accent is so bad. There's that There's that nice bit in it where what they try to convey is it's a little bit like everyone's like, what? O'Hara, the way you effortlessly slipped into one of the thousand voices that you can nail, where Arnie's like, oh my goodness me, it's like being back in, in, the, in my homeland. <laughs> you know, and while she's just kind of going around doing this kind of weird German <laughs> characteristic. Good. Mad, mad yeah. well, He gets into it now when he sets up the game Police School. Uh, he tells the oh, children, yeah. you are mine now. He's going to turn their mush into muscles. There is no bathroom. Uh, he oh, tells yeah, which is a really horrible thing to say to some six-year-olds. He tell, yeah, and also not a good idea because guess what a six-year-old will do if you tell them there's no bathroom? They're going to piss on your floor, <laughs> and you're going to have to clean that up. Have you had is that experience talking? I kid, I pissed everywhere. Oh, wow, when I was a kid, great. Um, so they freeze when they hear his whistle. They've got to get. I think you meant experience of children, not your, your own, Chris. But thanks for sharing. <laughs> you left early last night. You didn't see what I did in the pub. Um, so he's getting good at this though. He, he's teaching them. They got. They got. He blows the whistle. Get a toy. Bring it back to the carpet and we get an exercise montage this, this whole thing is mad right because like on the one hand you sort of you've, you've set this plot up at the start where arnie is trying to like f- what's he trying to do again <laughs> honestly what's he trying to do it, it, why has he come to this town he's, he's trying tr- to establish which one of the female population right. of that town yep. of astoria is the ex-wife of, of chris right got you and because that- she may have three million pounds which is why senior policing are interested in her because it's theft slash fraud and, and they think money. and they think crisp is going there right so they know yeah. crisp is going there to as well his son or, or maybe they, to hook up they or, think to get his money but we learn it's to get his son there you so go. he's looking for the wife by finding the son yes. who doesn't know his dad and that'll yes. lead him to the wife yes and things have been made more complicated because like this is a real statistic this is the single parent capital of America. That's what they actually say. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they call it the sick yeah. just to make it more difficult. To make it more hard. Right, Need in a haystack. Okay, so why does the film then suddenly take a sharp right and seem to be about whether Arnie can actually teach these kids? Why do we I, care? I can tell you the answer. Oh, great. Because at this period in time, Arnie was gently moving into politics and he was working for the government to make America fit again, effectively. Uh-huh. He was appearing That's on news... propaganda movie. ...at school. So, yeah, so he was... Say, he was. He said, this is what he wanted added to the film, I want to make the kids in this movie fit like I'm trying to make the kids of America fit, so we have to have a sequence where I'm doing this. Got you. Yeah. So okay. that's, you're that absolutely sense. right. It doesn't, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It doesn't make sense for the story. It doesn't at all. But it, it was, it, it was him. Pu- he pushed it on the on the but, screenplay. But it, I think it makes sense. From well, I mean, that's an interesting real life fact. But I, I thought that he wasn't finding who he was looking for. So he was having to spend an increasing amount of time there. So he was leaning into his own skill set to make that time as bearable as it possibly could be Got you. for him. I guess so. But uh, he, sh- he should be. Te- he should be teaching. Mm. That is the job. Yeah. Not 
It's yeah. not getting kids Tra- to training camp. In fact, there's not a lot of teaching in either of the educational double bills <laughs> no, we're sharing with you. No. I, no, I think there is some great... Some of my favourite teaching is on Thursday. It's proper teaching. Do you know what this film uh, really needs right now? Because it, it doesn't feel <laughs> that there's enough in the pot. It feels, okay. it feels... I know what's coming here. I think it needs... Do you know what? O'Hara... Yeah possibly needs a fiance. Oh, 100%. Uh, Are you saying we need Henry Shoup to enter the fray? But only if he's really, really clumsy. Oh, he's funny. uh, That's what I need. And and they're shagging. Do we need sex in this film? (laughs) I I like that scene. (laughs) Who's this film for? I just, I like the fact that, I just love the fact that she is, you know, she eats so frequently (laughs) that she's marrying a chef and the, the bumbling buffoon, the character, he's even got the robe on and he's falling all over the place and I just think there's that lovely bit but where as Arnie exits the room she's going you're a great chef yeah so you sure I'm not just a good chef you're a great chef and they're getting all kind of frothy over how good a cookie is frothy. I like it she's just not a good cop she shouldn't be shagging on the job <laughs> and encouraging Kimball to shag one of the teachers who's actually the person they're looking for well also Henry Shoup brilliant uh, so he turns up he's the mid-coitus and then Arnie barges in and and he falls out of her and out of bed. And then, rather than when Arnie leaves, they re-engage in their lovemaking, she starts eating a plate of pasta. So, I mean, I just think that's priorities. Yeah, well, I think they actually are just eating pasta when he walks in. Oh, really? I, yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think it's so. post, post-coital dinner. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not defending hit. Shoop, but yep. I think that's what's going on here. <laughs> Got you. Do you know what? After that pasta-eating sex scene... What, uh, what do we need? Well, I think we should sort of segue seamlessly <laughs> yes. into a domestic a with, abuse story. Yeah, a child with bruises. Zach's, oh, is that the next scene along? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Literally after it. So Definite, we, definite we end, whiplash. We end on O'Hara shoveling pasta down her throat and bang... He's beating my son. Who Bang. is this film for? <laughs> Who's yeah. it for? Not a 12-year-old me, that's for certain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll get back to Z- poor Zach. But, yeah, there's a dinner date at Joyce's where she reveals her ex is a nightmare, tried to kidnap Dominic, she's trying to protect him. And so Kimball thinks Joyce is who they're looking for. O'Hara doesn't because Joyce isn't living like a millionaireess. Yeah, but there is no money, is there? There isn't any there money. There isn't any so money, which is... Just what, don't, yeah. I don't so, care. Is that, what we fi- is that what we find out? There yes. wasn't any money There's, at all? Even though she's living in a very, very expensive yeah. house. But they check Twi- that out. Twist-wise, twist wise, it goes, usual suspects, Fight Club, <laughs> there isn't any money in Kindergarten Cop. Those are the three biggest twists in movie history. Uh, another twist is is Gillian now brings a horse to school because of a pony raffle. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, oh yeah, I've got nothing. I can't bake, so I bought this livestock. What? <laughs> what are we doing? What were they smoking that day? No, right, no, come on. Let, let's give the movie its dues. What it's trying to say in that moment is she is wealthy because she's just going to give away yeah. a, a horse and a pony raffle. Yeah. So she could be the woman. I like the that you're calling it a pony raffle now. But the problem is, what is a pony raffle? And how is it? Has, how have I never heard well, of it? You can't go giving around <laughs> pony raffles. Like, you know, not everyone's got land. <laughs> is, is, is the pony hosting the raffle? Is the pony part of the raffle? Is the pony picking the raffle ticket? Why the is it the pony raffle? thumbs must say yep. something. Uh, about... <laughs> let's skate over the stuff with Zach. But, um, but Kimball does punch his dad um, uh, because uh, Zach has more bruises. And the head, the head now knows he hasn't taught before, but likes the fact that he punched one of the parents of her pupils. Yeah, we, again, not what a head teacher should be doing. You can't go, brilliant, good, parents are fighting him in front of the school. That's great, because uh, he's a bad dad. And I, I've been waiting... Been wait- I've known about this abuse for a long time, is what she's saying. I've, I've, I've known for a long time. I haven't done anything about it. No. So it's great that you've turned up and actually solved something that I've let carry on for months. With violence. Mm. Violence begets violence. Um, um, I do like the scene where he does go over to Joyce's. Because uh, uh, <laughs> if this happened to me, I'd be like, do you know what? I'm probably going. He walks in. She hasn't finished cooking yet. And then he, she goes, can you build a fire? Now, if I went round for a date at someone's house and someone went, can you build a fire, the woods outside, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, but you're not Arnold Schwarzenegger and this is a storia. I mean, honestly, I think, you know, in your in the leafy enclave of North London, yeah. you're signing, they're, they're outdoorsy people. Yeah. Sure, fine. I, I just think it's rude. No, I just, yeah. I, no, no, it's true. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if you, if you came if you came round to mine, Chris, yes. and I was like, do you want to come over, have a bite to eat? How, much, you, how much wine have I drunk? If, enough. Have you bought um, a bottle of wine and flowers with you? Because O'Hara true. said, you know, yeah. of course, you'd always yeah okay. yeah 
Is that a rule? Do you have to take a bottle of wine? I think you, you take something over. Oh, you take you? something, If someone yeah. invited you to dinner yeah, for the first yeah. time, you can't mm. go hem- empty-handed. Vodka. But then again, you should have bought a fucking axe. What more do you want from me? <laughs> I bought wine and flowers. Exactly. I, I, I think that's it. I think you bring the wine and flowers, and then you don't get asked to build a fire. No. If you turn up with nothing, it's like, I was hoping to build a fire, by way of thanks. <laughs> you <laughs> do have a fire, don't you? Because I've not bought any wine. <laughs> no, it's all central heating here. Um, oh, no. Uh, let, me, let me turn on the radio. It's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> turn it up to five. Really nice, uh, boring plot stuff. Uh, quite sad, really. Um, so Crisp is let go by the police because Cindy uh, is dead of a drug overdose orchestrated by Crisp's mother. Yeah, Eleanor. Yeah, nasty stuff. A nasty business. Just... Oh, that's where she buys that big bag of drugs off of the guy oh, in the market, and exactly. he calls her like, "Who are you, old lady?" <laughs> and she goes, "You found it, godmother." <laughs> that's a good impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah dangerous poor, woman. Cindy, Cindy is, has a tragic life over yeah. the course of this movie. Yeah, it's, a, it's a really, really sad. Didn't story. do anything wrong. Not, not the knockabout kid comedy I was anticipating. No, no. and actually, if you really think about it, uh, Kimball kills her. Yeah, yeah. Kimball got her, her dead. Mm, yeah. She wasn't but, involved in any of this at any point. Nope. It was her boyfriend that got her embroiled in it, and now she's dead. Mm. You're so right because at the very beginning, uh, I said that you know it was front loaded with like what was going to look like a classic action Arnie movie and then it turns into this kind of like schmaltzy comedy but actually between the schmaltzy comedy and the slapstick there's there's the child abuse from somebody's yep. father yep. there's a drug overdose there's a, all these a sudden man, bits a man being asked to build a fire a pony a pony raffle a dinner. fucking pony what raffle animal yeah. cruelty yep. and it just kind of these things just pop in and, and, and then we get a, an Abraham Lincoln pageant at a fair <laughs> in, and it's cute in a way that I fucking hate I don't know have, are you liking cute things more now you've got a kid or does this stuff make you feel a little bit sick? Oh, I hope this video goes out on your socials. Yeah, no, I mean, I absolutely love it. But the thing is, is that this, is, this doesn't paint me in the best light. I, I find my own child and her shenanigans wildly lovable. Yes. And I can see things cute in other kids, but not a great deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't I get be waiting it, I get for my it. bit. It's a bit like whenever I'm on TV, I always fast forward to my bit. I want to do that. With... <laughs> you know, there's like, there's years of us on MTV together. I didn't even know what it was like as a presenter. I just would literally get home and fast forward through it. But, you know, never seen his face. I, I heard he was quite good, but I didn't watch it. So it's like, yeah, get to the Evie bit is kind of where I'm at. Excellent. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely fine. Fine about my niece. Yep. Um, uh, they give Kimball a standing ovation for some reason at this fair, uh, and Crisp is town, and he beats up a man who's got a Skeletrix that he wants. Oh. Now, I wrote down Crisp versus the toy shop. That's one of, one of my notes here. What a bizarre, what a bizarre mm. way of highlighting that this guy is a baddie. Yes. Pony <laughs> And now, the Scalectrics. I mean, what next? Yeah, uh, no, notorious drug dealer and violent criminal Crisp uh, has a fight over a Scalectrics. Yeah, he doesn't seem very cool, does he? And he, and he appears to only have one suit yep. for a drug dealer. I feel like you'd have more clothes. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Captain Salazar, when, when we go back and Captain... Captain Salazar, this is where it really starts getting complicated. He says he needs the wife to produce the money in exchange for police protection, which is a very convoluted little bit because it adds in this idea of they want the money. Now, they're not just looking for her. They're looking for her and the money, which seems strange. But also, again, I mean, it is setting up one of the biggest twists in movie history because he's like, there's money. There's no money. Um, I couldn't believe it. But I, what I... A bit I did quite like as far as character goes. Yeah. I like the scene just after the Chris versus the toy shop in the pharmacy where he's kind of saying to his mum, you filled me full of this crap when I was a kid, mum, and you get that idea of him being from a really twisted, yeah. dark she, upbringing. She's the and, real monster. And why, yeah, and why he is the way he is. And I think that was a quite a nice little, yeah. oh, we got it's, a bad guy it's, here. It's nurture versus nature. Precisely. And, yeah. I, you know, and she's buying all of that stuff for her grandson. Yeah. So that cycle's going to kind of return. And, yeah. And so I thought that that was quite yeah. nice. We need to be a fairy godmother. <laughs> we need to protect Dominic at all costs, but um, particularly from the anal thermometer she's bought for <laughs> that. Was, that was weird, wasn't it? To, tr- yeah. to throw that in after all I just said about that scene. You know, also, it's not you don't need them. What are the visuals? You on can that? literally nowadays. <laughs> I think that was only thirty years ago. And now you could just put one to their foreheads and press a button. It goes bing. They're fine. Or mm. bing. Goes I, still, to I still prefer it the other way. I insist. <laughs> You're wearing one now. If I can call it wearing one. <laughs> um, so. 
uh, Joyce finds out. Or that is it wearing you? <laughs> I'm your fairy godmother. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, Joyce finds out that Kimball is a cop. She gets Ooh. upset. Dominic goes on the run. They find him up an antenna and a then meter off the ground. Yeah. Oh my god, Dominic! It's like he, he barely bruised himself. Yeah. Well, well this is home. where they throw away so many of the what? What could a set piece is probably too grand a term for it, but. You know, call Arnie it just call it a set piece. They, this set piece is up the thing. There's no electricity crackling. No. You'd have that in now, hundred percent. You know, I'm, I'm no movie director, and also then Arnie just climbs up a ladder. Yeah. A bit. It goes, no- <laughs> it goes he, nowhere. He takes, he takes his rucksack off, and then it cuts to him in bed. I did notice in the bedroom they had the Ghostbusters duvet set, which I thought was a nice touch from Ivan. Yeah, Rockman. because we have a cameo coming up actually. Oh. Because we're into the home straight now. Chris sets fire to the library, <laughs> which is one way of doing it. And when all the panic's happening, there's a there's a there's a little boy kissing a girl. That is Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman, who directed the most recent Ghostbusters oh. movie. Okay. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, just, just a weird, another, but just a weird moment. There's a fire. The corridors yes. are full of smoke. Do you want to um, get a, go yeah. in the storeroom? And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, a and kiss? Is it weird, Dad, saying <laughs> I want you to kiss, son? I'm going to film it. <laughs> Not sure about that. Um, I mean, if he pitched it like that, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris mm. grabs his, uh, grabs Dominic. Everyone shouts, "Stranger!" Uh, he tries to bond with his son. It doesn't go well. I think it's fair to no, say. No, it falls apart pretty quickly, isn't it? <laughs> He's not very good at this, Dad. We, we've thing. all been there, though. <laughs> uh, Next thing you know, you've got a handgun out, and you know, uh, the mum the mum runs O'Hara over. Uh, oh, yeah. Crisp punches Joyce out. Uh, Asks Dominic for his love. He's not into it, so he holds a gun to his head. That is one extreme to the other, isn't it? Make pick a lane, love Crisp. Me. No, love me. Uh, we got a standoff here, and then Trevor appears from Dominic's oh, jumper. Oh, Trevor! Uh, real Trevor appears, and then puppet Trevor bites Crisp on the neck. Yeah, he's never bitten anyone before. So what we're what we're knowing is Crisp is genuinely evil, and the, the ferrets, ferrets can sniff it. Yep, ferrets. Um, can it's, it's probably whatever he puts in that ponytail. It's the lacquer. Uh, Chris shoots Kimball's in the leg. Um, he shoots Chris dead. And then the mum appears. The mum shoots Kimball. She wants to know where her grandson is. She's about to shoot Kimball dead until O'Hara takes her out with a baseball bat. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen such a beautiful image as a man being shot to death while holding a ferret. It's, it's iconic. He's just got the ferret there. And he's like, no. Yeah, it's... Is it, com- is it meant to be comedy? I have no idea. I, at this point, I you don't know. What it's I'm a sure very good question, good. isn't it? Yeah. Is that are we laughing at or with? Mm. Yeah. Um, I oh. mean, they must know if they, what do you man's think, going down in slow motion with a ferret. But yeah, there will be some laughter. Up, as the, the lighting yeah. guys and gals yeah. and the costume. Yeah, they would have They're been. all going, yeah, what the he's, fuck are he's we holding doing? a ferret. Surely. It's a puppet. You would have heard whispers. And so, yeah, Mr. Kimball is taken to hospital. Uh, oh, my God. What? His arms are working. Why is a nurse feeding him jello? It's his leg that's injured. He's literally, he's got both his arms. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, put, put jello in the mouth. It's weird. Yeah, Adam, Adam Wiley, uh, wait, wait, this is his big moment when he <laughs> says... Adam Wiley. I've got my final Adam Wiley story. He right. says, when he says, Mr. Kimball, are you all right? He has to be crying in this scene. He'd been practising all week with an acting coach to cry on cue. But just before they filmed the scene, he slipped over and scraped his leg and cried for real. And Ivan Reitman said, do you want us to shoot it now? You're crying for real. And he did. So those are real tears. Now, right, so we're in the hospital you. and Henry the Klutz breaks everything and invites him to his wedding. <laughs> After his fiance kisses Arnold Schwarzenegger on his hospital bed just before he's arriving. Yeah. This film seems to think we care about Henry's wedding. I don't think we do. I do. This is a big moment at the end of the film. And this, I'm, I'm, this, this is the through line for me. I've sort of, Everything else sort of pales compared to Henry Shoup. And is, his... is there a version of this script where Henry Shoup was important <laughs> yeah. to this film? Well, if you see, it was a very, uh, well, it's a very luxurious wedding, almost about three million pounds worth. <laughs> Blood twist! <laughs> see, that's better. Yeah. That's got to be your change. I've already made several changes to this film yeah. to improve it. You've nailed it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he returns to school, blows his whistle, um, gives Joyce a kiss and he's got a new son now so he can forget about his biological son the end uh, yeah so he is now a kindergarten teacher full-time i think we're supposed to 
make that. Yeah, I think we're, that it's alluding to that without right. actually telling and showing us, which I think it should. Yeah, it's sort of just left as a big question mark. Like you're like, I mean, obviously you've, you've had the money twist already, but the twist as to whether or not he's a kindergarten teacher or a cop. Yeah. It's and it sort of leaves you thinking. You walk out of the cinema going, I wonder. And it's a great conversation afterwards. You can imagine going for a bottle of wine after you watch this movie with a friend and going, <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think he's a cop now or a kindergarten teacher? And that conversation can last hours. Yeah. Do you think they at least made him train as a kindergarten teacher yeah. or has he just started on Monday? <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, who knows? He's got a ferret. They don't care. Yeah. That's all, he's the ferret guy. That's all you need in a story at Oregon. People are arriving in that city every day with a ferret in their pocket going, I'll teach. <laughs> So this wasn't as successful as they'd hoped it would be. It didn't do. It was. It did numbers, but it didn't do twins numbers. Uh, a lot of people said it's because of the violence. If you're making a family film, you don't have these violent bookends uh, because it was a 15 in the UK. This film. Oh, was and it? so a film like this probably shouldn't be a 15 because that's not the audience they're marketing at. Yeah, but it's important. You're so right, Chris. I mean, who is, is this for? marketed at? So I, I, I found. Yeah. I found um, on that Yahoo uh, interview from a couple of years ago, Schwarzenegger says it's home entertainment. Kids like to watch it. Grown-ups like to watch it. You could watch it with your grandfather. But I would disagree with Arnie. I don't think it worked for that reason. As I said, it got caught in the crosshairs of uh, Home Alone, which is an equally violent family film, but one that works in a, in a way that this one just doesn't. And it doesn't have those tonal shifts. Yeah. Uh, the film ch- opened in China under a different title. Go on. Uh, Devil King of the Children. <laughs> Much better. I'd watch that. Um, and there was a sequel to this film, which I've only oh just written yes, with yes. Dolph Lundgren. What the hell? I, does this film even exist? I mean, I saw a post on a trailer, but I still can't believe it's real. I watched it straight after watching this just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and? Are you going to come back? I've we'll not seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've not seen it. But yeah, it did spawn a sequel. Yeah, Unbelievable. Well, belated, 25 years later, mm-hmm. that yeah. no one's actually seen. But yeah, that's your lot for Kindergarten Cops. So let's do the bits. Great. Uh, what was your favourite scene, Dave? Well, before we do the bits, okay. as they're lovingly called, I just want to say something now that's going to shock you both to your core. Oh, here we go. Um, you didn't actually watch the film. And all you, <laughs> again, <laughs> why do we keep inviting this guy back? Um, and and all, all the listeners, I, I've spelt out quite clearly how I felt about this movie when I was 12 and I saw it. And you're right, it's all over the place. But I actually really enjoy Kindergarten Cop. Lovely. And and as as I sat down, it was like a... I'll tell you what Kindergarten Cop is, though, which I I worked out. It's in an entire uh, genre of movie that stands apart in a category of its own. And that category is entitled Weird Fucking Movies to Tell Another Person You're About to Go and Watch. (laughs) I said to my wife, I'm just going to go and watch Kindergarten Cop because I'm doing Clash Pod. And she was like, what? (laughs) But I sat there and I I sat there and I watched it and, you know, hour and a half, couple of hours... And I, and maybe it's because I'm a parent and I do find the stuff that kids do cute. Mm. And I do like Arnie. And I recently watched that documentary on, mm. on the streaming service good, and yeah. it kind of gave me a new, a new <coughs> love for him. That mm. I actually really enjoyed watching it, to, yeah. be, to be honest. I don't know if I'll revisit it, but it, it is all over the place. But I thought the fun, there were some genuinely funny bits in there. And I thought Arnie was quite charming in, in his role. And, you know, and, and I quite liked it. And, you know, and to get into the bits, you know. What were you yeah, what was your favourite scene? Oh, oh, no, before that, did your wife say, oh, I'll watch that with you? No, or, she didn't. No, 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 no. She actually left not. the house. <laughs> and uh, left me. Hasn't yeah. come back yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm going to sit in here with you guys for the next two hours. Um, uh, yeah, favourite uh, scene. Uh, this is actually a, a plea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Jane, if you... <laughs> I've stopped watching Kindergarten Cup. If you want to come home, it's safe now. Please... Please come home. <laughs> you know, uh, that's quite close to the truth because Alex and I went out not too long ago and oh it, it was God. a very rare, big one from me. I don't have them anymore. Um, but my wife had to actually text Alex <laughs> saying, if you, can you please return him home? Oh, wow. <laughs> what have you done with him? No, I didn't do anything. He's the ringleader. Um, <laughs> I'm just a leaf on the wind. Oh, I, I've been out with the pair of you and you're both as bad. <laughs> Let's be honest. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so this isn't the first time we've had to, to plea for Sarah Jane to return to make me return to her. Um, so it's a two-way thing. Um, my favourite scene, even though you guys rubbished it, and I understand why you rubbished it and poo-pooed it, and there is so much to poo-poo here, I really did like the moment where Arnold Schwarzenegger confronts Zach's dad, just because it's mm. the little guy going through such a torrid time, and he'd given a warning that I'm going to the authorities unless something is done about yeah. this. I do think the head teacher is has spoken to the mum and also believes he's seeking help. I like to think that because otherwise, as you say, Alex, it's a really strange moment. And I like the fact that what I, I don't like the, the fact he punches him as 
such but I like the fact he looks round and he is able to uh, compartmentalise that bit of him that is, is a violent copper yeah. and he sees the kids looking on and he, and he kind of like levels himself out and then it, that goes into a really nice scene as well as a kind of coupling where he is with the, the headmistress she gives him that little pep talk about you know but it's working what you're doing and then and I quite like that bit at the end where she says and just tell me what was it like to punch that son of a bitch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I like, and I like that Agreed. as a couple of scenes together. Yeah, to yeah. And it's a good learning moment for him, isn't it? When he yeah. sees the example he's setting, but he still did it. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alex. Uh, notorious drug dealer and kingpin of the criminal underworld, uh, Cullen Crisp. Crisp Cullen? Crisp Cullen. Cullen, Cullen Crisp. Crisp. Cullen Crisp. Cullen Crisp. Uh, has fight with man over scale electrics in shop. Uh, Crisp versus the toy shop. <laughs> Amazing. Crisp versus toy shop. Incredible, incredible decision making by the movie makers. I like it when Arnie makes all the kids cry. Sorry. I just feel like it's the yeah. film delivering on the promise of the premise. This yeah. just this juxtaposition. Yeah. All right. Most valuable whatever, Alex. Uh, but Ben, well, actually, what's uh, who's your source? What's your source called? Who's Adam it? Wiley. Adam Wiley. I'm, I almost want to give it to Adam Wiley. <laughs> He's been helpful. He's been huge. He's yeah, been check out the TikTok. Instrumental in this TikTok, in this in this podcast. Uh, ben McCreary. Okay. He plays Lowell. Uh, I think he's just funny. I think a kid obsessed with death, and it's just it's sprinkled throughout the movie at just the right moments. Whenever you're like, oh, get rid of the fucking PP vagina kid. Yeah, yeah. More, mm. more Lowell. He's and that brilliant. gives us the Tuma line as yep. well, doesn't it? Yep. That comes from him. Yeah, uh, it's like if, if it bites you, you get rabies and you die. Brilliant. Dave, who is your most valuable person, whatever thing, anything? Most valuable whatever is I've gone for the kids to double down on what I, yeah. I said a little earlier on. I, I thought that Talking Heads bit, despite it looking like it was filmed using an entirely different crew at a different time, I, I, I thought it was really funny. And I think the way that, you know, because they are kids, they're not fantastic actors, but I think that the fascination with death, um, the penis vagina stuff, I think that, the mm. you know, when, he, that, when they all cry, when they all stand to attention and, and all those things, I think it's really nice. And obviously without them, Arnie wouldn't really have, you know, the kind of the thing to bounce off that he needs to develop the character that he becomes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going for the kids because kindergarten cop without the kids. It's Doesn't just, work. It's just, it's just cop. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's just cop. It yeah. And that was a Burt Reynolds film. Um, I'm going to put I'm going to put the W into MVW now by picking Astoria. Oh, yeah. No, I nice. love it. The Goonies, uh, Kindergarten Cop, but also uh, the setting for Short Circuit. Mm, is and, it? And Free Willy. Mm. Free the, Willy was made there and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Not so good. Uh, the school was used in Silent Hill as well, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just want, I just want to live there. That, that piece of Americana, as you yes. say, is what was whispering out of the television screens to us living yes. here in the UK. Yeah, it just and looked it wasn't so new, much It wasn't so much New cool. York and LA. It yeah, was yeah. That kind of Riding your bike around town and yeah. just looked so idyllic. So, Ooh. yeah, a story for me. And if you could change anything, Dave, what would you change? Uh, well, I've gone through some kind of changes on the fly already as, as we've been going through mm. ways in which I think we've done we some improve this brilliant movie. ones. Endlessly. Thank Excellent you, Chris. work. Um, what I would like to have seen done is in the final scene between Arnie and Crisp um, I would like to have seen Arnie incorporate more kind of school stuff as improvised weaponry oh, you know that's why like that's why like we pay the big bucks a yep. protractor in the yep. ear yep. whatever it yep. may be a Bunsen burner Bunsen, like a ruler like a <laughs> yep. with a ruler in yeah. the forehead you know it's right in front just, of just improvising with that stuff yep. you know nail gun love that. Yep. stuff him in a locker yep. there's so much you can do flush his head in a toilet yeah. Yeah. wedgie him wedgie yep. him yeah. and not nail gun they're called staple guns aren't they you don't have yeah. nail guns at school uh, chop his fingers off with those guillotines, <laughs> guillotines. Yeah. what I mean is they should have exactly yeah. they should have kind of improvised weaponry from school equipment yeah. it's yeah. classic or 200 ferrets just instead of just one <laughs> ferret just an army of ferrets that, like, just like the blood in the shining coming through down <laughs> exactly. the hallway the lift doors open because this school has a lift now and 200 ferrets like wave of ferrets yeah. and Crisp is like or, or actually the sea comes in through the lift doors and mm. then she gets to go, like, I told you, like the ocean, yeah. never turn your back <laughs> on it. And then, you know, get washed oh, wow. away. Yeah. And He's... sea ferrets are riding the way. Ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> the name of our first band when we were 20. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Cleveland. We are sea ferrets. <laughs> we can sea ferrets. Thank you. You've been amazing at that. <laughs> Alex. Uh, right. Uh, so apart from the sea ferrets riding a wave of water from the ocean <laughs> out of some lift doors into Crisp's eyes, I think, I think, I think it should go... I, I think rather than being like... I know we've talked about it. It's, it's, too, it's too grim, too dark for a family comedy. 
I think it should go even further the what other the way. Fuck? I think it should be full 18 rated <laughs> and the juxtaposition of these cute little kids going against huge, like proper Terminator level mm. violence. I think you've never seen a movie like that and I think it would be great. I think go full blown Arnie, full 18 rated violent Arnie just set in a school with kids doing cute things around him while he's blowing people's heads off. I think that's a movie. There's a film called Cooties that's a horror film set in a school with it sort of turned zombie-ish and that does what you're saying where you get really hardcore violence. But it's super funny because it's happening to little kids. Brilliant. Love it. Uh, sorry, should I, did I say that out loud? Yeah. Not that. <laughs> Shit. Not that. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pull back actually and, and, and almost disagree with you, Dave. I, the, 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 the parents beating up the kid... I don't think should be in this film. I think you can have that storyline, but let's have parents who are maybe bullies. Let's not have them hitting the kid. Mm. And then and then Arnie can have his hero moment by, by maybe humiliating the dad or something. Because I just yeah. feel like tonally it's just really out of place. Uh, you know, th- I think it works better, say, in School of Rock, we've got the same storyline, but the dad's just a bit of a bully arsehole mm-hmm. and learns a lesson. So, yeah, I just... I'd pull that out because also I think we need to cut to a scene where we see the years of of therapy that Dominic needs after all this because he didn't think he had a dad and then he meets his dad and his dad dad loves him and puts a gun to his head then he sees his dad die while holding a ferret and then like in the next day his mum is having sex with Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) it's like and all this time he thought it was in Bordeaux (laughs) (laughs) so yeah poor Dominic's broken Uh, and that's it that is uh, Kindergarten Cop All right, that's Kindergarten Cop done Uh, let's look ahead to next week's pairing. Chris, do you have a clue? Can you do a southern drawl, please? Well, yes, I can. There we go. So can you say can you say that sentence in do red, please? Do I have to please? be here for this bit? Can I leave? <laughs> <laughs> can you say that sentence in red? Well, and I'll see you in court, counsellor. <laughs> Yep. Good. Happy. Can you do it? Can you do it in a southern accent now? <laughs> I'll see you in court, counsellor. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, fucking hell. Sorry about that, Dave. No, no, it's okay. We, I we just didn't... hope that John Wayne's are well and, and fine now. That is your clue for next week's pairing. Uh, I'm sorry to everyone involved. Uh, right then, we're going to be back on Thursday talking School of Rock and seeing which one will be victorious. Until then, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ClashPod. Until Thursday, have a great week. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.